Pochette Digital presents Lucia in London by E.F. Benson, read by Miriam Margulies. Considering that Philip Lucas's aunt, who died early in April, was no less than 83 years old and had spent the last seven of them bedridden in a private lunatic asylum, it had been generally hoped among his friends and those of his wife that the bereavement would not be regarded by either of them as an intolerable tragedy. Mrs. Quantock, in fact, who, like everybody else had risen, had sent a neat little note of condolence to Mrs. Lucas, had, without using the actual words, happy release, certainly implied it. Mrs. Quantock had instructed her parlour-maid, who took it across to the hearst immediately after lunch, to say that she would wait for an answer, for she hoped that Mrs. Lucas would give a little hint about what the expectations might be. Everybody was dying to get this information. While she waited for a reply, Daisy Quantock was busy with her garden on this beautiful spring afternoon. She was a gardener of the ruthless type, and went for any small green thing that incautiously showed a timid spike above the earth, suspecting it of being a weed. She had had a slight difference with her professional gardener, Simkinson, and had told him that his services were no longer required. She meant to do her gardening herself this year, and was confident that a profusion of beautiful flowers and delicious vegetables would be the result. On the other side of her paling, her neighbour, Georgie Pilson, was rolling his strip of lawn, on which, during the summer, he often played croquet. Occasionally they shouted remarks across the fence to each other. Mrs. Quantock had lately grown rather stout, and so much stooping over the flower beds had made her feel giddy. She stood up to recover, and saw De Vere, her parlour-maid, coming down the steps from the dining-room with a note in her hand. So Mrs. Quantock hastily took off her gardening gloves and opened it. There was a sentence of formal thanks for her sympathy, which Mrs. Lucas immensely prized, and then followed these ridiculous words. It has been a terrible blow to my poor Peppino and myself. We trusted that Auntie Amy might have been spared us for a few years yet. Ever, dear Daisy, your sad Lucia. And not a word about expectations. Lucia's dear Daisy crumpled up the absurd note. Georgie, come to the fence a minute, called Mrs. Quantock. I want to speak to you. He went to the fence and, being tall, could look over it. He saw Mrs. Quantock angrily poking Lucia's note into the flower bed she had been weeding. What is it? he asked. It's your Lucia, said Daisy. I sent her a little note of condolence about the aunt, and she says it has been a terrible blow to Peppino and herself. They hoped that the old lady might have been spared them a few years yet. No, said Georgie. But those were her very words, said the infuriated Daisy. Why does Lucia pretend to be sorry? What does it all mean? Georgie had long been devoted henchman to Lucia, Mrs. Lucas, wife of Philip Lucas, and so Lucia. And though he could criticise her in his mind, he always championed her in the face of the criticism of others. 
Perhaps it means what it says, he observed. It can't possibly do that, said Mrs. Quantock. Neither Lucia nor Peppino have set eyes on his aunt for years. Last time Peppino went to see her, she bit him, and he was terrified of blood poisoning. How can her death be a blow? Georgie, I've guessed what it means. Peppino is auntie's heir, for she was unmarried and he's the only nephew, and probably he's been left piles and piles. So naturally they say it's a terrible blow. <laughs> Wouldn't do to be exultant. Stupid of me not to have thought of it at once. Have you seen her since? Not for a quiet talk, said Georgie. Peppino was there and...